What's going on, y'all? This is uh, King Tweed live in the building. Uh, one more time. Uh, so uh, another another special episode. But first, let's introduce everybody. Who else we got in the building? Can I go first this time? You can. That's all you do. Good, y'all. This Minifee in the building. How y'all doing? Mm-hmm. Juwan. Juwan's here. Juwan's here. Juwan's here. Crush. Crush. I'm back. I'm back. Crush is back. Rookie of the year. Uh, right. uh, we got International Field. International Field call, uh, from from Paris Field. Uh, he couldn't be with us today. In uh, the pool. Won't let him back in town in time. You know, <laughs> he got caught up at the airports and all that. Exactly. Uh, he'll be, be back with us. But uh, Bringing some baguettes back, Phil. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, all right. So, but you know, on this episode, another special episode. Again, we tr- trying to bring it to y'all, man, uh, for the 2018-19 season. The numbers live, man. Uh, we got a special guest here in, in the building tonight uh, via telephone. We got your man Justin Williams in the building. Give him a round of applause, right quick. So yeah, I appreciate you, bro, for bringing, uh, being on the on the show with us, man. So you know, obviously, we're just gonna you know run down a couple couple questions for you about your basketball experience. But uh, you know, first first, if you could just just introduce yourself to the people, let them know who you are a little bit. Yeah, I'm a Justin Williams, former Thornwood Elite, like. Thornwood, Yeah, yes, sir. I'm definitely, man, former. Uh, University of Wyoming alum, Sacramento King, Houston Rockets, and you know, currently overseas with it. Okay, all right, all right. Sounds good. Yes, sir. All right, for sure. Yeah, I, uh, you know, looking looking at uh, at your career a little bit, I saw, you know, bounce around a little bit. That's, that's definitely what's up, man. Uh, so we want to get into uh, get into things right right quick. Uh, so on, man. my you can't just do that. what. You just gonna leave out the part you led the NCAA in blocks, man. Right. That's what I was gonna humble, do. Man. No, I'm talking to Justin. Oh, he, oh okay, go ahead. You, <laughs> <laughs> trying to be humble, man. Yeah, yeah, no, no, don't be ass, humble. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm still playing, so you know I, I haven't had a chance to sit back and look at everything yet. Yeah, he, he's still playing, so you gotta, you know, he, yeah, the pitch is the, the still being drawn. <laughs> right, right, right. He, Glow it a little bit later, definitely. Uh, all right, so yeah, so we'll just kick it off with the first question. And uh, so that was my first question. So if you could, Justin, take us through, you know, your life like right after Thornwood, like just how you felt, you know, after after the, your Thornwood career, going into, you know, like you were eighteen or whatever. Just uh, take us through that that era, that journey, that journey, that that, yeah. Yeah, you know, I played uh, oh one oh two. Uh, with Eddie Curry and all those guys, and uh, mm-hmm. we had a real, real special team back then. So yes, y'all did, man. That was definitely a special team. By the time my senior year came, and uh, we had a real, we had a really good uh, team my senior year as well. We came, we went downstate, but uh, after the, the season was over with, man, I was 18. Was I wasn't even 18 yet. I was still 17, so I was 17 years old. Didn't have a, a scholarship. Didn't have, you know what I'm saying? Didn't know what my next plan was going to be. And it wasn't like I was like the standout student or the standout athlete on the team. So, you know, the typical kid in my position kind of fades out to the dark and, you mm. know, moves on in life. But uh, honestly, I had a lot of frustration and anger, you know, uh, not, not towards my school or anything, but with the situation on the way that I felt my, my career went at Thornwood. So hmm. it wasn't where I was like, uh, 
some cocky kid coming out of high school that was thinking I was better than what I was. I, I was a, a hungry dog. And so when I, I left, I went to a junior college for two years. And I got a posi- I got the position to you know, show myself and perform, and I, and I, I excelled very well. And okay. came out of JUCO All-American, went to uh, University of Wyoming, went to Wyoming, led the country in blocks, was like second in rebounds. Man, hey, hey, it Justin, was, it, was, it took off from there. Justin, Yo, this, what up? This Minifee, hey, you talked about your experience uh, in high school. Can you talk a little bit more about that? You said it wasn't as good as you thought it would be. Yeah, just uh, you know, being a real athletic young, uh, at the time my body wasn't developed all the way, but I was. I felt that the talent was pretty skilled, and I played on one of the top AAU teams in the state and I didn't even start on my own high school team so mm. it was just go to you know I don't know you know coaches they gonna make the decisions that they made but I, I always knew and not just me the support system I had around me knew that I was one of the better players in my class not just right. on my basketball team but it was a real humbling experience having to fall back and I mean, we had some really good guys on our team. I don't take nothing away from them. Right. But I definitely thought that I was in the picture of, you know, being one of those guys and not being looked at like that. You know, it just it, it, it put fire under me that I think what was most important that got me to the next level because once I was able to show what I was able to do that I knew I could do, I, I would make sure that I never, ever was overlooked by any coach ever again. Uh, it happens to a lot of kids in high school, man. And, uh, like, I was in a situation where I had a no-nonsense father. So I had a new coach who wanted to move me to Julian or get me in a different team or get me in a different situation. And I had a father that was just, you know, he was kind of a real moral guy. You know, you stick it out with the team you came with, you finished here. You yeah. know, he wasn't, it wasn't really that serious to him. So I had the opportunity, like I said, I – it was kind of, well, I was young, too, so I had been towards the school for a long time, man. Because it was real, it was, you know, I, I felt like they had nothing to do with my success. Right. And actually, it really did, because, like I said, it was a fire lit under me based on what happened at the school. Like, I don't think, I, I don't, I would never change my, my situation at Thornwood. I, I really do believe that and put me in a situation to take off and, and achieve certain things, but... Like, I always had a, uh, a thing against the school that never was really the school that did anything, but I just never had, felt like, man, they had, you know, just coming from where I came from and having to go out and grind and get it on my own, like, wasn't, no, I didn't have, like, I wasn't, like, it just wasn't what it was. So mm-hmm. when I had a situation and I made it, it was like, it was like fuck you, and it wasn't <laughs> bad. It was. I'm just being honest. Yo, man. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have no love for the school at all. And I was. I was young and dumb, you know. Because at the end of the day, it's not about that. It's about you know being able to come back and help and show these the, the other younger guys that you know it, it is. A, you don't have to be the best guy coming out of high school. All you need is yourself to believe in, and you can do anything. I, I, I seriously believe that anybody anything in life because you know I'm a living testament of it. Really- it's just a lot of people not willing to sacrifice certain things in life to get certain things and 
that's what I was willing to do. I was like, man, I'll put everything to the side and basketball, basketball only. And I'm going to just see what, what I got out of it. That's what's up, man. I love yep. to hear that. That's dope. That's a dope story, man. It's Juwan here. I got a question for you real quick. Just looking at today's NBA game, who do you think, like, who would you compare your game to with the current NBA player? Uh, current NBA player? Yeah. Um, it's so tough, man. It's hard to compare myself to a, a current NBA player now because the game has changed so much. Like, everybody can shoot. <laughs> everybody. everybody. Like, you can't play in the NBA now if you can't shoot. So, I mean, I don't think it's any, like, real hard workers out there that just rebound, block shots, run the floor. I'm trying to think of stuff right here. <laughs> Really can't really think of any guys. Like I said, everybody now is all about shooting. So right. I'm scoring. It's not really. It's crazy. Too I was. Oh my fuck! I was uh watching the game the other day, and it's crazy. Like thinking back, cause you know we played in high school. You were a little bit older than me, but watching Rudy Gobert play, it reminds me a lot of you. Just his yeah, motor. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure, one hundred percent. Gobert, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you got. I feel like definitely. You work hard, even though you're tall. You guys, you know, got the length. You got that natural knack to be around the ball at all times. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's not too many. I forget all about that. Kid. <laughs> 100%. I agree so, with you on that. Twenty baskets being scored in the NBA right now. You don't think about the defenders no more. Yeah, and I wanted to uh, touch no, on that topic. I mean, it's a whole different game. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to touch on that topic. Uh, Justin, what are your top? Uh, what are your th- thoughts on the new fast-paced NBA? Uh, it's more exciting for sure, one hundred percent. But uh, it's like, where's where's the game going, man? Uh, right. We we were just watching uh, Boston Milwaukee. It's a three point contest now. Right. <laughs> we was so, we like, was discussing it I mean, earlier. Look, no, go, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying you lose the positions like uh, the five, the center now. It's not it's not even technically a center anymore. He's a power forward. You have to be able to – Joel Embiid just shot eight threes tonight. <laughs> so, if you're seeing, you're seeing a, I guess, a revolution. Maybe you're seeing the evolution of the game. Oh. And, you know, we just becoming old. You know, we like our elders were. As the game evolves, you want the game to stay what you knew the game to be. And so the change may seem scary to you because it's a newer day as it has been. And it's just history repeating itself. We we becoming the people that we we when in the eighties and the seventies they are back in the day when we were strong you know we threw it down low and let the big man rock out and it was about you know being big and strong and muscular and it wasn't about the flash and, and you know when we came into era you know everything the game evolved you know it became more about you know athleticism and these hybrids and yeah. now it's to the point now where it's a three-point contest. <laughs> yes, that's how I feel. Me, I'm I'm more of a defensive-minded person, and I, this this new NBA, I just feel like it's it's lacking a lot of def- defense. Like I honestly feel like it's it's the first two one one twenty wins now. For and, sure. And I don't know how I feel about that. Earlier, what was that you joined? I was talking about the it's like the new AAU. Yeah, glor- the NBA just glorified glorified AAU now. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's the yeah, AAU sure. era. Everybody but that's where it starts at. Yeah. You got to look at the AAU center. It's like five-on-five pickup games now. 
It's not even. It's not. It's not serious basketball being played in high school. So this is what you're being bred and taught from high school now. You got players transferring to high schools every year, playing with the AAU teammates. Basketball. High school, back high in my day, basketball, <laughs> basketball wouldn't play like this. Like you can, you can miss your high school. You can miss four years of high school basketball and still go on to play at a great school if you're a dominant player in AAU. That's how much high school basketball does not matter anymore. The <laughs> AAU circuit is more important than the high school basketball circuit. That's a great way to put it into into perspective. Yeah, I just, I just saw a thing. Imani Bates, the number one freshman right now, skipped his eighth grade year to concentrate on basketball. He didn't play. He didn't play elementary school basketball. He worked out to get ready for high school basketball. Oh wow! Who was that? Imani Bates. He the number one oh, okay. freshman in the nation right now. Okay. But yeah, it's, it's change the game. Same with dude from Chicago, uh, Amari Bailey. He didn't play his eighth grade year. Mm. He was homeschooled to to work out to get ready to play basketball. Like this shit, crazy. Yeah, indeed it is. Yeah, it is. All right. Uh, so let's see. Now we got next question. Uh, so let's see. Describe, Juwan. Do you want to take this? Yeah. What uh. What was your craziest locker room story or, or teammate story while being in the league? Uh, I ain't no snitch, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never, I, never, I, never. I saw this question. That's kind of snitchy. I got, I got, I got, I got a, a story or two, though. Uh, probably the craziest story was just, uh, like I said, I can't tell some of the craziest, but one yeah. crazy story I will tell is, uh, we all went out in uh, Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, you ain't got a name drop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you ain't got a name uh, drop. It's, it's cool. It's cool. It's not nothing crazy. We G14 all fourteen class in Atlanta. This was uh, my rookie year, and we all got man, we, we got wasted, bro. <laughs> <laughs> next day, next day we go in and get smacked by thirty. Damn. <laughs> and everybody, everybody went out. So it was like the whole team, not the whole team, but you know, like five or six. Yeah. This one you was with the Kings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who y'all, and, uh, who y'all had to play the, uh, the next morning? The Atlanta Hawks. We played the Hawks the next right. day. We got smacked by 30. My and, bad. Uh, Ron Artest, he come in the locker room, and he's just going to tirade like, man, what the hell wrong with us? Like, we can't be losing like this. Y'all not taking basketball serious. Oh, and, wow. Uh, Francisco, Francisco Garcia stand up like, Ryan, what are you talking about? You went out too. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, my bad. You just sit back down. <laughs> Ryan on test. Yeah, he used, to, he used to always have moments like so how was Ron Artest real quick? Like probably, how was he? He's probably drinking at halftime. He said he yeah. kept he kept a fence of Hennessy in his locker. Hey, no snitching. Hey, snitches yeah, get stitches. Nah. I mean, if he did, our damn sure was. If I did, if he did, our damn sure would. But like, he never. I've never seen him drink ever in life before, or like before a game. Hell, no, not or during. Wow. That's a that's a shit. That's a rumor that they had in Chicago. I don't know if he did that. I never yeah, asked him about it, but I know for sure when I was playing with him, hell no, nah, he wasn't drinking before or after during the game. Mm. He's a good guy, man. He just uh, he's like a, I don't know how to say it, uh, a quiet, dangerous animal, I guess. Like if you if you leave him alone and don't bother him, 
If it's a hostile situation or shit get hectic, you're going to see a whole different person. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I'm just hey. playing, I'm playing in my mind where he he elbowed uh, James Harden like that, bro. That that boy, that, that boy, hey, he a wild boy. What you yeah, say? Like I said, if it get it's spicy, man, that's that's a different guy. That's that's a different guy. But yeah. if everything's smooth, time to collective, yeah, Ryan, he gonna he gonna keep, he gonna be quiet, non-confrontational. Uh huh. You get him riled up, then you got malice in the palace. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other person right there. All right. All right. Hey, hey, Justin, real quick, this is Chris. Um, my question is, could you just take me through uh, the mentality that you had going through uh, your 2015-2016 MVP season in Argentina? Oh, uh, man, it was really my coach. Uh, he brought me in, and uh, he pretty much structured our defense around me. Nice. And, and that allowed me to flourish. If it was, and if it wasn't for him, 100%, I definitely wouldn't have had got MVP. It was, it was only the third time an American won MVP there. And it was, I think the league really did it to show, like, uh, most Americans, when they go overseas, it's all about getting your numbers, getting your numbers. You got to mm-hmm. get your numbers. You're going over there, I got to score 20. I got to get I got to get my 20. And... I went over there and I showed him you don't need to get 20 to be a effective basketball player. And shit, the league really loved it. And shit, they rewarded me for it. Definitely thank them for that. That's what's up, man. Uh, yeah, 30 years old. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, let's see. So I guess the next question. Yeah, that kind of goes into my uh, next question. Justin, who would you uh, say was your most influential coach throughout your basketball career? Uh, my most influential? Yeah. I say uh, my high school coach. For real? <laughs> Believe it or not. Yeah, hey, who yeah. might that be? <laughs> no, he, he, he talking about, uh, he talking about hey, uh, Hayhurst? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Coach Hayhurst. I like I said, uh, he was, and the only reason why I'm saying is not that he, they, he taught me the most. He taught me to be humble and certain situations that came up in life. So I, I go out through high school, I, I'm thinking I'm supposed to be playing, I'm thinking I'm supposed to be doing more than what I'm doing, and I'm not. And I sit here and I learn how to, you know, deal with this and go through this and then be a good person about it at 16, 17 years old. Mm-hmm. So now when it happens again when I'm a rookie in the NBA or it happens again when I'm a new guy on a, on a team overseas, and I may be in a situation where I'm sitting down or I'm not playing or I don't understand, I know how to handle it because it's, I, it's, it's not new to me. It's happened to me before. So that's most definitely the reason why. I always tell people, too, like my friends, like, yo, you coach, like, how dumb? Like, like man, that man told me one thing that I knew that he knew I had something in me. The last time I talked to him ever, it was like my senior year. I think we was like, uh, I think we were like, uh, like last day before we graduated or something. He walked up to me and I'm in the gym. He like passed me like, you might have the most upside out of all, out of you know me, Melvin, Pierre, and Mark. Like you might have the most upside out of four coming out of high school. And I was just like, man, you see me some bullshit to keep mm-hmm. me moving. <laughs> <laughs> like man, tell me how you see me some bullshit to keep me moving. It's like you know at the at the end of the, at the end of the year they tell you something to keep you moving around, but I. 
as I got older, I really uh, I always remembered he said that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely. I think he's my most influential coach because he showed me how to handle adversity. Well, which, you the, you the, you the second person, you the second Thornwood alumni to come over here and say they coach was the most influential coach out throughout their career. So, that's dope. next one so do you believe rick patino uh deserves uh, a head coaching job in the nba so do you believe rick patino deserves a head coaching job in the nba why or why not and if you do think he does how do you think he would fare in the nba uh I don't, that's just a random question who <laughs> 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 yeah. question was that i don't know i think that was phil <laughs> It was announced this week that he uh he hired an agent and he's trying to make a comeback to the NBA. Yeah. So that was that was some oh, recent okay. news. Who cares about this damn about Rick Petito's coaching status Because you know what? At the end of the day, bro, if Rick Petino gets back in the NBA, it's not like he was cheap. Like the shit that's going on, the stuff that's going on that they track it down on all these. This has happened and been happening for how long? Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, man! Like there's certain things you can and can't close a blind eye to. Like if a player's family member is all of a sudden living out of their means compared to how they've been living 18 years before that kid got to that college. Hey, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. I don't think Patino's going to have great success in the NBA because I think he's a great college coach. He's great with working with younger kids and building them up as men. Now, as far as him dealing with other men and their attitudes and their egos, I don't know. Yeah, different monster. That, that, yeah, that, that's the gist. He didn't have a good run at it the first time. Mm. All right, all right. Uh, so we keep moving. So last, last couple questions. So um, I guess I'll ask, we we uh, we try to ask everybody we have on the show this question: Who is your top five, or is is it four or five, fellas? Five. Top five all time. I was four, man. Five is like so five Mount, is too easy. So you want Mount Rushmore? Yes. All right, Mount, so Mount Rushmore. All right, so top four. Yeah, yeah. Top, top four Mount Rushmore basketball players of all time. Oh well, you know, head and centers, of course, Mike. George. Not, not of course to a lot of some people though. Some people might say oh, somebody. Else. Of course, <laughs> of course. Of course. I don't get into arguing because everybody has an opinion, so right. I'm not going to argue another man's opinion. Mm-hmm. So for sure, for me, it's Michael Jeffrey George, number one. All right. Um, and if we going, uh, are we going about our time era? That's the thing. I can't put nobody in my top five. I think we are Okay. I can't say I can't say Kareem. I can't say Zeke. I can't say none of these guys because 
they didn't have any influence on me as a person. I'm not just going to go look at stats and say, all right, well, based on this, that, and the other. Like, I can't say that because that's why I don't get mad when people say, Mike, you didn't grow up watching him. You don't. You didn't. You didn't experience what he did mm-hmm. for the culture or the re- the revolution he had in gym shoe culture. You didn't experience it. You may have heard about it. You may have even read about it. But to experience something and to see it and yeah. talk about it is totally two different things. So this my pick, my top four, my wrestling was based on my error. And so Mike definitely is gonna be number one. Um I put Tim Duncan in there. Ooh, okay. Okay. Uh <laughs> Kobe. Pick. Tim Duncan for Kobe, you right. You said Kobe? <laughs> of course, Kobe. Yes, sir. And oh, hey. Yeah. yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Those are to me the most my most influential players in my generation. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's, it's what you experience, and that's huge. I mean, it's, if it's right in front yeah, of your I, eyes, I, I, that's everything. Just be careful. Yeah, for sure. We, we got a lot of LeBron see. fans that listen to us, man. They might come. They might yeah, come man. in your IG. You ain't bad LeBron. comments, man. Just be careful. I'm just LeBron telling you that. LeBron, LeBron's still playing. True. Like, what, like how you, like, LeBron's still playing. How you, that's what I'm saying. Like, like we, I can't. I can't put an unfinished picture. That's what I said. You see what I'm saying? I mean, that's a great picture right now, but you never know what that last final corner of that picture is going to be drawn out to be. So I can't do that. I can't do that yet. I mean, look how bad OJ Simpson felt for Grace. I'm just saying, the greatest, you know, I'm just saying. Huh? The the Brian Hive don't care, though. That's the thing. You let yeah, I gotta let everything play out. Those guys are done playing. It's over with. Their picture has been drawn. Right. Yeah. Hey, I, I say that all the yeah. time. Man. Well, definitely, LeBron is, and then again, LeBron's not in my era. I'm, I'm talking <laughs> in what I grew up watching. True. Now, yes, I think LeBron is one of the greatest players now in this era. But that's a whole different list. You know, that's him, KD, I think, Steph Curry, mm. and. That's crazy. They got three players on the same team. The NBA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joining the NBA. And I, I never thought that about that team at first. I never thought KD, I never thought KD was wrong for going to the Warriors. I never thought it was a bad Thank play you. until uh until I seen it live. <laughs> Wait, what? Come <laughs> then when I <laughs> come in and say what? Then I seen then I seen it live, I said, Yeah, that shit ain't cool. <laughs> <laughs> that that ain't Oh, that ain't fair, even, huh? It's, it's, yeah, it's, no, it's not even competition anymore. It's, you're right, it's not fair. So, that's, but how that's, is it not fair, though? That's what I want to understand. They ruined the NBA, fair. huh? No, as a, as, it's not fair because you got three of the best players in the in, 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 in position on the same team, even bro, four, bro. even with DeMarcus. Bro, bro they drafted. They, they drafted three people there. Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green, they have to claim a right to the Golden State Warriors. I'm not taking nothing from them. But I'm talking about KD and DeMarcus Cousins and these guys that <laughs> instead of empowering the <laughs> I can, Every time I hit the ball, I'm like, oh, DeMarcus Cousins too. Dang. Yeah, instead of empowering, empowering another franchise and but, making the NBA better, y'all have monopolized the NBA and that. Now it's one team in the NBA that's winning all the championships. But that's not that's not the players' fault though. Like Demarcus Cousins said no, he woke not. up. No, Adam Silver. It's Adam Silver. Demarcus Cousins said he woke up fault. the morning of free agency 
and didn't have no phone calls. No, no team called he had him. A, he had an offer. He had an offer from. He had an offer from uh, the Pelicans that he turned down. That was and at the be, that was at the beginning of the year, though. That, I mean, at the yeah. at the end of the season. Exactly, he, and he went, and when he turned it down, they went and found out that then nobody else was trying to offer his number, so they pulled the deal off the table. So he was left without a contract. So he wrong for going to the to the Warriors. DeMarcus, absolutely not. I don't think any of them is wrong. I just say I don't think that it's good for the NBA. Gotcha. You remember when Chris Paul tried to go to the Los Angeles Lakers? That oh, yeah. stern veto yeah. the trade. It oh. can't happen. Oh, I this was heated. This is not good. This is not good for my league. I'm, I'm not letting yeah, I'm this happen on my watch. That. I'm still heated about that. Point blank, period. But now it's a different commissioner, so the rules are different now. The times are changing. And now they've given the power to the players. And so now you're able to monopolize the team now, and they the blue, they the dark blues on Monopoly right before you go past go. You're going past like, please, Lord, let me get this forward. Get I ain't going to pay property tax before I land on them. Right. Nobody, so come on, man. I know as a basketball player, it's tough having to go out and it's a player on their team that could possibly score 40, 50 mm. points. Mm-hmm. Now, it's two players on the team that could possibly score 40 or 50 points. The defensive assignment is crazy. You put three guys on the same team that can score 50 points in one night. Well, actually, four. Yeah, Clay. Don't, don't, don't forget Clay. No, no, I said Clay, uh, three. He's not Mark, oh, yeah, never mind. Not, that's what I'm saying. He's not even playing. Ain't that a mother? The, the three that they've been dealing with. <laughs> that means you got to have two guys on your average team because they got all the superstars. You got to who else has two dominant superstars? So you're saying. What somebody has to play phenomenal at a seven game series, and the seven game series more than likely is going to be in Golden State, so they have the home court advantage. Where it's, it's funny, but it's not it's funny. I was at the Bulls game, it wasn't funny. Oh, you was there? That was sad. That, you said you was, was, you was sad, there? Man. Oh. Yeah, I was, I was sitting courtside. That was sad, man. It was, it was great to see Clay do that. But the game was bad. That's not, that's not, that's not, this is the National Basketball Association, the top league in the, in, in the world. Yeah. You got teams beating other teams by 50 points. Come on, bro. Man, my only thing is I can't get mad at the Golden State Warriors because they play unselfishly. They 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 pass the ball. The, the ball is you know the ball is faster than the man. Like they play the right way. So it's like in my mind the field should take that L. You know what I'm saying? Like why ain't y'all getting better? Why ain't y'all playing unselfishly? Why ain't y'all passing the ball? And that's my whole point. Like to me, it just looks like good GMing. You know what I'm saying? And I good feel coaching. like I feel like this like this is the one GM that got ahead of the field in regards to being the most competitive team you know what i'm saying like like they drafted arguably i mean you can't even argue it at this point you know what i'm saying i know you said like their careers aren't over yet but like steph i've never seen anybody shoot like steph or clay and they drafted yeah, these sure. they, they drafted these dudes and then they drafted draymond like that's good gming like the league can't stop that you know what i'm saying right. and then but for look them, at but and, look at Look at San Antonio. They exactly. drafted Tim Duncan. They drafted Genova. Let's look at San Antonio. Now imagine San Antonio in their prime. This is this is my last argument with this and we move on. Oh yeah, yeah. Imagine we'll take San Antonio, your time. Imagine San Antonio in their prime when they was winning all those championships. Imagine True. um 
let's see who is, uh, imagine a LeBron James or a Tracy McGrady in his prime. Imagine one of those guys leaving their team and going to join <laughs> a San Antonio team with already those three guys on the team. Dang. That, that's all so I'm like, saying. So you're saying like the 2014 Spurs, like KD joining even, them next even year. Even the Lakers in their prime. Any, even imagine one of these teams and then a team that drafted the guys. And I'm saying after that, they got these guys, they win a championship. And then another team next year, a superstar like a LeBron James or Rip Hamilton or whoever was a dominant player back in Chris Paul or somebody goes and joins that team. That's, that's the only problem I have. So, so, so it's like LeBron player. going to Miami and teaming up? <laughs> I mean, ain't that where it started, though? Ain't where no, all this teaming up started? That's, that's not – see, that's – I mean, you got to know the history of basketball. It's definitely not where it started. And it was happening before that. KG and them did it before that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, that's not the yeah. first time that somebody – No, I'm but not, KG got all, traded. Mike, Ray Allen got LeBron traded. Didn't, LeBron didn't lose to Miami, though. The season before in the conference finals and go join Miami the next year. That's so messed up. I, I don't understand to this day how he swallowed that pill. Oof. That's just me personally. Like that's somebody going in your house robbing you and then you going to hang out with them the next <laughs> week. Like you had them on the ropes and you went and joined this. You went and joined the same guy. Like imagine how you would feel about that if you're in Westbrook. Even if y'all don't have a good relationship, y'all known as the uh, one of the best one twos in the. In the in the NBA along with Golden State's best three or whatever. But y'all had them at the points where y'all had them on the yep, ropes. Yep, they did. And that's, that's so messed up, you leave and go. You leave and go join the guys that you had on ropes. I'm just saying, me as a competitor, that that's not, that's, that's just not, that's not in me. I, I, me as a competitor, I can't do that. Well, a lot of guys I these days do. I guess that's where that's, that's the era we at. Uh, yeah, it's a new, that's why I said it's a new it's a new day. And then people are like, yeah, look at LeBron. Like, man, LeBron went in. They created that with two, three other. It wasn't like Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade was already on the team, and they was winning championships, <laughs> and he went and jumped on the bandwagon. He went and jumped, and then everybody it all fell in play. I like your they are established champions, and you are the best player. Good point. It's good point. All right. Uh, so, all right, Justin. So, tell us a little bit if you got any uh, any current or future basketball endeavors. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm leaving on uh, December first to go play um, in Venezuela mm-hmm. with a like it's like a national team, pretty much. And uh, we're playing like this League of American event. And hopefully, playing the season. I got a porch talks. Uh, Okay. Uh, not like a podcast, but it's just um, something I'm working on right now with this amazing um, woman, Rita Lee. Shout out, Rita. Okay. And uh, we go around talking on the porch, interviewing celebrities and uh, former athletes. Just like. Okay, yeah, you know, I saw like that on your gram. Talk. I saw that on Instagram. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah, that, yeah that's dope, so, bro. Yeah, you know, just trying to get myself set up, man. You know, I'm at the other end of the tunnel now, man. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> Indeed, indeed. Well, hey, we we definitely wish you best of luck, bro. Uh, you know, I, hopefully I'll see you around. You know, in the city, whatever. Uh, appreciate you coming on, definitely. 
Yes, sir, man. We gotta uh, gotta get you, you know, uh, shout out numbers live every every now and then, and uh, you know, what I'm saying somewhere. You gotta uh, get you a shirt too, man. Yeah, we yeah we got your shirt on the way, definitely. Some What's numbers like here. Oh yeah, I'm never out south, but when I do, if I uh, <laughs> man, we we'll talk though. So why you got my number? I got you. Uh, we'll, we'll be in contact. Y'all have to come down this way, man. Come, oh, yeah. Come no, yeah, yeah. We, we definitely be downtown. Definitely. We're going to we link up, bro. But, uh, but all right, man. We appreciate you, man. Uh, Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate you. Yep. Yeah, too. All right, y'all. All right. All right. So, all right, everybody. Uh, So, that's that was Numbers Live, the podcast. That was you got dope. another episode. Yeah, that was nice. That, that was, was nice. You got another episode in the building, I man. I feel like we're getting better at this, man. Of course, man. You know Y'all in varsity. I'm looking better every day. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> hey, that was yet another guest, man. So, you know, we do it for y'all. Appreciate y'all coming out. Um, tune in on, tune in next time on Numbers Live, man. Another another special guest. I'll holler at y'all. Stay tuned. All right. Y'all want to oh, have y'all outros now? No, nah, we're going to, uh, y'all stay tuned. We're going to start something new. We're going to start talking about college basketball. Oh, stay yeah. Stay tuned. What, what, what's that? Start Tuesday. What's that segment called, Juwan? Uh, Coach's Corner. That's that's the tentative name. We tentative still name? The name. Coach's <laughs> Corner. Yeah, Coach's Corner. Yeah, I feel like that's taken already. Ain't it? <laughs> Coaches call out those college college corner college corner college corner we'll figure it out we'll, we'll figure it out we we'll 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 have another sponsor that uh of that segment man so that that'll be dope college we'll college coming Duke up Den or <laughs> the Duke Den college <laughs> corner I like it I like it <laughs> boxing but all right uh so yeah another another episode of numbers live I'll holler at y'all man. And I'll call that shit like get paid like yeah. Adidas. I don't know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Juwan sense of humor, boy. We out. Too, Too soon. We out. All right. Numbers lie. The podcast. The podcast.